0: Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, Megan Hall, psychology grad student, spouse, mom, and advocate for change. On this podcast, I provide a space for women to share their stories. Warning, sometimes we chat about taboo topics and drop some F-bombs. Thank you for tuning in with me today and enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, today I'm here with Steph. Steph Palermo is an intuitive soul guide, radio talk show host, international motivational speaker and published author. Is your, the name of your, what's the name of your book so I can link it up? So I have, um, so my latest
1: book is called, It's Not Personal Sunny, It's Business, How to Run Your Family Life and Business Like a Sicilian. (laughs) It's fabulous, it's a great book.
0: I'm sure if I look up on Amazon just your name, I could probably link all of them at the same time. Yes, it might. Well, I have a third book that I haven't published
1: yet. It's called um, Where the Hell Are the Ruby Slippers? The Search for the Power. Um, I think I might even have another book inside me. I'm not really sure yet. Um, But my (laughs) first book is called The Only Way Is Up, Just Steph's Perspective on Life. That's also for sale on Amazon as well. But... Um, if you would like, I could send you a link for your uh your community for a free download of that first book, which is oh, an, yes. you know, when they subscribe to my my email.
0: Yes, please do. I would really appreciate that. Yeah. I have no I have no issues linking up like things to promote my guests. Thank like because people might hear you and be like, oh my God, I love stuff. I want Aww. more. And then, you know, you never know, right? Yep. All right. Let's continue on (laughs) born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts area. And we were just talking about how I don't live very far from there. Uh, Connecticut's a very small state. Her Sicilian heritage has strongly shaped her personal and professional life. Today, Steph is a master catechist certified in identifying charismatic gifts and a certified infinite possibilities trainer. Oh, that sounds fun. As an intuitive soul guide and entrepreneur, Steph combines her natural and supernatural gifts of empathy, encouragement, prophecy, healing, and discernment, to name a few, to guide clients and audiences towards their own soul's path, purpose, and personal growth. Well, Steph, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Oh my gosh. So- Today we're gonna chat a little bit about divorce, and this is something is so common. Like, I remember when I was thirteen, my parents got a divorce, and it wrecked me. Like, it wrecked me because there was no we we didn't see it coming. Like us as kids, and then it got nasty. Okay, like they started telling us. I was thirteen. They started telling us all about everything. I mean, who did what to who, and who did what with who? Yeah, at thirteen, no. No 13-year-old should know those nitty-gritty details, but we did. And it was a very, I think it would have been less traumatic on my sister and I had they not gone to such a nasty place and then played us as pawns against each other. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about what you answered now that I told you a little bit about my own personal trauma when it came to divorce.
1: You know, divorce is a death. It's a death of a, of a dream. It's a death of the life that you thought you were going to live. Nobody goes into marriage unless you're wackadoodle, um, you know, (laughs) thinking like, yeah, I can't wait to be divorced. Um, you know, and, and, you know, it is, it's a death of the family as we, as you know, it, it's not really a death of the family, but as, as we know it and it's, and it is, um, such an institution from, the beginning of time pretty much. So we, you know we're talking about cracking or breaking something that is instilled in us as human beings. It's part of our makeup. So when that happens, it's like uh turning an about face on what you've known to be absolutely true. Right. Uh so I want I want to be clear with that. I also, you know, I it's so whatever people suffer is valid. It's valid. There's very few, I don't care. They say, oh, we're best friends now. Okay. You know, there's very few amicable divorces. It Mm -hmm. happens, but usually there's no money and no kids. Right. You know, they just go, yeah, we don't like each other. We're, We're all set. So that's, that's it. But when you start to throw in and my, my divorce was much like uh, a very, it could have been a Hollywood divorce. There was um, adultery, abuse, addiction, custody. I mean, you name it, it was there. And money, a business, it was all there. Um, you know, for me, my, the marriage had been over for a long, long time. A mm. long time. And I actually filed once and then went back and he tortured me worse. So I, so I was like, I'm done with this. And right. you know, my, the thing is, is, uh, I was terrified of him. I, it took me to move. I lived in Atlanta. We lived in Atlanta and, and I can tell you right now, had we had lived in Boston, I probably would not have gone through half of that. Cause I would have had a support system. And he probably would have never done a fraction of the stuff, you know, with my family around, you know, right. Just, you know, that doesn't happen. We're Sicilians,
0: <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> uh, you know, the, you know, there would have been a, a, a talking to, so, yeah. um, a sit down, so to speak, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah we're not going to do this. So, or something there was just, I think, you know, he's a bully, so he wouldn't have done that in front of other people. Right. You know, that's, it, it's not about being Sicilian. It's about, you know, I was dealing with the bully. Yeah. And, and a narcissist, he's not like a true narcissist, but he's just a narcissistic tendencies. Yeah. And he's an alcoholic, which, you know, with, with an addict, it's all about them. Yes. They're the victim. They're the victim, but you did it all, you know, whatever. So you're, you know, they, they do the, they, they you know, they play the uh, blame game. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, I, when I was going through the divorce, I was terrified. I mean, he told me, he goes, everyone's going to know all about you and you're going down and you're going to be homeless. Cause he, I stayed home with my kids for 20 years. Yeah. I stayed home. I raised four children and I owed him for that. Oh my God. I was, a I was a dependent in his mind Mm -hmm. and with the way he treated me. My children treated me like their sister. So there wasn't an authority figure there because, Mm -hmm. because they saw me as uh, somebody who, who was like, you know, like them, you know, I, I was, you know, I, and and I had no value. I didn't bring value. And I'm going to tell you, I came into the marriage very broken. So what you didn't say in your intro is that I have um, a rare disorder called Poland syndrome. I'm right side affected. It's uh, it's rare. It's like one in twenty thousand people. It's and it affects more men than women, so I'm even rarer. Um, tell
0: people what that is, because I could tell, right? You showed oh, me, so, but this is yes. a video. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were
1: okay. So I'm nope. um, right. So I have. So Poland syndrome affects people differently. They think yeah. it happens. They they think it occurs during around around the sixth week of gestation when. Blood flow is diminished from either one side to the other. Nobody okay. in my family has this. It's not, it's genetic, but it's not hereditary. Okay. Um, I mean, that doesn't mean there's no families like that, but right. that's, that's just the way it is. And so for me, everybody's different. So for me, my right hand, my right arm was smaller and I was born without fingers and then mm-hmm. some fingers, you know, I had some, I look like a little, you know, lobster claw. And, um, yeah, I know I, you know what? I could have never said that some years ago. I would have, I, I mean, I, at least you can make light of it, right? Like, well, something's the funny, something's, something's the funny, you know, um, you know, my, my kids, my kids have a, have a good time with it. It's, you know, it's all good, but it took me a long time to get there. I mean, yeah. not that long ago, I would have been like freaking out talking about this. I'm also, um, I was born without a right pectoral muscle muscle. Okay. Uh, which means, um, I do have some breast tissue. Um, some, um, Polans, um, have either just the hand, just the breast they're missing the right, the breast or, um, or the nipple or what, you know, areola There's different forms. So needless to say, I have breast implants, but who doesn't I'm 56. <laughs> so, but you know, I'm a little lopped. but whatever, whatever at this age, I'm like, whatever. right? Um, you know, it, but it's hard when you're, especially when you, when you're dating, you right? Know, that stuff was really hard for me, even coming out of the, the divorce world. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Right. So, um, you know, but you know, you get over it quick, especially if you, if
0: especially if you want to. <laughs> right. Do you think he targeted you? Like, cause some, sometimes the only reason I say that is sometimes, People who have that sort of personality kind of look for somebody who has something they can use against you. Okay,
1: so yeah, I'm I'm also an empath with very spiritual gifts, and I'm a sponge. So yeah, we tend to attract wackadoodles. Yes, yes, yes. We <laughs> tend to attract energy vampires, people that are broken, um, addicts, all of that. So now we were very young. I met him when I was 19 years old. I'm not sure that he had the capacity to target and groom. Gotcha. You know, we, he was 21 or, you know, we were young, but what he was, was an alcoholic back then. And Mm -hmm. he came from a very dysfunctional, listen my family was was wacky too but (laughs) you know but they weren't very warm and loving and they there was a lot of there was abuse there but they didn't talk about it they would just everything was a secret very different culturally as well um from me and um and so it was there was a lot of judging going over there my family was very forgiving to a fault
0: and probably very uh Emotional, and that's the way I think of Sicilians. Is emotional screaming and yelling, throwing stuff. Yeah, yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, affectionate, loving, sweet. You know, like we want everybody around. We love our family. I mean, I love. I'd be like, oh my gosh, my cousins are going to be there. I can't wait. You know, and you know they didn't have that at all. So I don't think he targeted me. But what happens with uh, people like him, they will um, attach themselves to somebody like me or somebody who will accept it. So, you know, when you abuse people, you lose people. And if if you don't walk away from somebody at early on, I mm-hmm. mean, there was stuff that happened before I was going out with them that yeah. I should have been like, no, this guy's nuts. But because I, I was so I was so broken. You know, and I was also look, you know, looking to get out of dodge. And um, you know, and there were a lot of qualities that it, this is really crazy. I thought he was nothing like my father and my father loved us, but he was an abuser. He gambled, he, um, he was not a provider and, you know, and my ex-husband had always had a job. He was a workaholic, but he was so much more like my father Mm -hmm. than, than my sister and I combined right? because he controlled us and controlled me lorded it over us with money you know things like that like he was abusive he was an addict I mean he was so much he was closer to my father in in characteristics than than I am and he liked mm-hmm. to say oh you're just like your father well oh really <laughs> you know it's so you know he called me a narcissist you know and I'm going and I asked my therapist I said why are
0: you a narcissist?"
1: he's like if you're even asking that question you're not
0: First of all,
1: and second of all, you're a mom and you take care of your your kids like no like no other, right? You know, and so because I was like, is this true? Is this something? Because they 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 hijack you,
0: yeah.
1: They, They hijack your um self esteem, and what I came in with was so little. Then then he made it worse. Really, the truth is, is I always thought if I just had somebody who encouraged me and cared about me as a person I would be I would have been a totally different mom yeah I was not a good mother in the sense that I gave from an empty cup mm-hmm. I showed my kids an example of doing for everybody else but myself
0: mm-hmm.
1: I gave and gave and gave and gave I wasn't um you know I was always there listen but they were good things I was always there for them. I, right. you know, I was driving them around. I took them, you know, whatever I, their friends were always at the house. Cause I was always cooking. I mean, nobody in Atlanta cooks like me. I mean, know? that's part of your heritage, isn't it? <laughs> right. So their friends were always, their friends would show up when they weren't even home. So, and, I, you know, and so. And my son just got married in March and we, and I saw all the friends and we were like, you guys showed up and Sean wasn't even there. You know, we would just laugh and we took pictures and selfies with, I took, you know, they were so, so great. Um, you know, and my ex-husband was, uh, is a very, very good businessman. Mm. You know, he's, his business is internationally made a ton of money, but you know what? I walked away from $2 million because I was afraid. Oh man. I mean, I got money. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I walked away from, there was an additional $2 million there that I just said, I, you know what? I made a deal. I got to, I got to get out of this. I was so afraid mm-hmm. that, you know, we were going to go, my kids, you know, my kids were going to find out things or whatever. And I was just afraid of him. And it wasn't until he was still torturing me through the years, like three, like he'd get on a text thread and start with Ugh. me. And, and then he started including my mom and my sister and my cousins and my cousins. And, and it was just cuckoo, kachoo Like, and yeah. then it. but what happened was, is every time he would threaten me with something, my stomach would turn. This is not, this is not that long ago. Mm-hmm. I would get panicked, like, oh my God, I got to get a lawyer. What am I going to do? I don't want to pay for a lawyer. I, you know, wh- and I would get in this panic mode and you know, and through the years I say to my mom, I said, mom, you know, he said this, she's like, why are you so surprised? He's been Mm. doing this forever. Stop. You know, she would say to me, stop trying to justify yourself. You're a good mother. You're a good person. You don't need to. And because they hijack your brain. Yeah. And, and I knew deep down in my core that I'm, you know, I'm here doing God's work in my mind. Like I, you know, yeah. I'm doing God's work. I'm, I'm trying to build a business around serving. Right. And this guy is telling me, get a job, you know, Yeah. <laughs> he goes, you're, you know, whatever you're, you're, you know, whatever he's calling me. Names or and he, and then this last go around, um, he said something like he was going to take down my website. He was going to have my website taken down <laughs> for something. I don't know what, because I have a totally different last name from him. I don't use his name. You know, I might say, you know, went through a tough divorce or an abusive divorce. And and he said it to me, I started laughing, but it had to get there. I had to, it took me a long time. And when mm-hmm. I moved from Atlanta to Boston, back to Boston, I left my youngest son. I asked him to come with me. He didn't want to come. I had to do it. Mm-hmm. And, it and right after that, I had a conversation with my ex about my, about the holidays. And I said, you know what? I don't care. Tell everybody in, in Buckhead in Atlanta, you know, we, we can say whatever we want here. Yeah. Say whatever you want. You could tell every say, tell anybody I blew everybody in town. I don't really care. Get on Facebook, tell everybody whatever you want to do. I'm a bad mother. I'm bad this but those kids are coming to Boston and I'm having Thanksgiving with them and you're going to pay for them. And he goes, well, good Think I think I'll go away for Christmas too. I go good. Cause you can pay for those tickets too. Oh my and, God. I love it. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know, cause that was my biggest fear. He was going to tell the kids whatever I did, you know, whatever, you yeah. know, and not that he drove me to what my looney tunes, but you know, and so I was afraid. I was always afraid. Yeah. And finally, I just was like, you know what? I don't care. Mm-hmm. And then he tried to tell me not too long ago that I had to take a payoff from him, a payout, you know, like a payout. And I go, I had my a lawyer read my, my, I go, no, he goes, you better have a second opinion. And I go, well, I'll tell you what, if you want, if you want to go there, I'll get a lawyer. You're going to pay for the lawyer because you're bringing it up and we'll go to court and I'm going to go for my $2 million. Ooh. And I'm going to go for that. And if you want to pay me that $2 million tax-free as a gift, I'll
0: be happy to settle this other stuff with you. And I never heard from
1: him again. On that.
0: <laughs> I can relate so much to what you're talking about. I, My middle daughter that we talked about before we got started that lives with her dad, her dad was my abuser. He was an alcoholic and drug addict. He's sober, thankfully now. Oh, um Yeah he is just like my dad oh my god they and they actually have the same birthday
1: (laughs) oh crazy the same the same um astrological sign
0: yes same astrological sign same birthday just like each other and they tear you apart right they tear you down I would say I came into that relationship with actually really good confidence and 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 a higher self-esteem, but he just slowly picked away at it wow. until like, by when I left, I just, I was nothing and I was stay at home mom too. And so like, he used that against me. He said, nobody's ever going to want you. Nobody wants a single mom. No. So much. So I can totally, so that's why I'm sitting here going, yup, yup. I can complete, but I wasn't, I canceled our wedding three weeks before it was supposed to happen. So I didn't walk away with anything, but I was so happy to be able to walk away. And I couldn't be, I had a hard time being around him for years. It, like you said, it made me sick to my stomach. We would have to meet to exchange, I guess is the best word, our daughter. And I would just get so sick. I couldn't even talk to him. I would just only talk to his wife, his wife now, they're now married. I'd only talk to her. And even now when I go pick up my daughter, he barely speaks a word to me. He like speak like five freaking words and that's it. And uh, my daughter goes, you know, my dad doesn't like you. And I'm like, I am well aware that your father doesn't like me. So I can relate. The point was I can relate. Yeah. You know, I mean, I
1: think so when, when my kids, one of my kids was abusing his Adderall in high school and um and i put down the rules and i i went through his withdrawal like he was hitting oh. thr- i was like i was afraid you know yeah. because he's big my kids are big mm-hmm. and so um and i told him i said these are the rules this is what you have to do you have to go see your your shrink you have to go to the therapist you have to go to school you have to do your homework and i was like driving him he was like a senior in high school i was like driving him to school to make sure he was gone and um he went and stayed with his dad for a minute and then he never came back. And I'm like, your room is disgusting. You have to come and clean it. And I want, you know, whatever. And he never did. So I cleaned all his shit up. You have no idea what I found in there. Like, mm. you know, bon- little homemade bongs like with an apple. Like I don't want how did they
0: it? And, um, when I was a teenager, people used to do that too. <laughs>
1: and um, and you know, use condoms. You know, Uh, I mean, and so I was like, okay, I was like with gloves. I was like hazmat cleaning uh, up his room and I packed up all of his shit. And I just said, come get it, mm -hmm. come get your shit. And he was like, and so I said, you're welcome to stay here. I want you here and I want to take care of you. But these are the rules. If you don't, Mm -hmm. that's okay too. And he went and lived with his dad, but he ended up coming back. And Mm -hmm. eventually his father kept kicking him out of the house anyway.
0: I'm hoping my daughter comes back because her dad is just not. Well, they, they he's it, he's sober, it, but he's um, a terrible human
1: being. Yeah, but they're you know what? If they don't get the help, they're dry drunks. They're just dry drunks. That's all they are. That they, they're they don't get the help. So, um, and the thing is, is it all comes out in the wash. Eventually, mm-hmm. it'll all come out in the wash, and kids realize um, when you know they they, they realize over time. And even if you make mistakes, like I made a ton of mistakes, you know, when I first got divorced and while I was going through the divorce, I mean, I was, you know, I was a freakazoid and I was afraid. I was terrified and I was trying to escape. I mean, I had so much going on and I was just, you know, I was looking for love in all the wrong places. Yeah. But it was fun because I never did that when I was 19. (laughs) I had a good time, but you know. And the thing is is my head it just took a while to get my head screwed on straight. And, and and you know for me I'm such a family person like I have Sunday dinner or or I belong to you know religious societies you know that are out of from Sicily here yes. in Boston you know the you know I don't know if you're familiar with the the feast in the north, in the North End you know the Italian festival that they have in the no. street during the summer Well, they're all um, based around saints and the, the towns that the people brought their traditions from. I have Sunday dinner with my with my club every every week. It's like a family. I'm so family oriented. I love it. I mean, when I go back to Sicily, which I do often, I go see my family there. I'm all about my family. So having my kids be part of a broken family is is I could cry right now if I thought about it. Oh. I remember a couple of years in to the divorce. It was Easter Sunday. My kids had gotten dressed up so cute. Oh, My two youngest. And they, I watched them walk down my townhouse steps because I left the 14,000 square foot house.
0: Yeah. The 14,000 square foot house. That's seven, just so humongous. Yeah, nine not
1: Seven bedrooms. Oh my God. You know, Five living rooms, like six dishwashers, and one fucking asshole. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I love that. I was like, how many like <laughs> kitchens, whatever you had, you name it, karaoke bar, like unbelievable. Yeah. I left it and I didn't even want that house. It's too big. I didn't Yeah, It's really big. Oh, I get a funny story about that too. But anyway, so they were skipping down the stairs a little bit going because their dad was picking them up to go to mass, go to church. And then they were coming back. They were going to go to brunch and then they were going to come back. And I was cooking a bigger dinner for all the other kids and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I cried my eyes out oh. that they, that we weren't together, you know, yeah. that they had to do this. It's terrible. It's not. And, you know, I would say this to anybody who's contemplating divorce, if you have two people willing to work together, mm-hmm. get the help they need, forgive and work through it, I say do it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's better
1: for everybody and the kids will see uh, um, how people reconcile. It's a good example. I would ne- I would never ask tell anybody to stay in something that where it was loveless and you know, abusive uh you know any of that but yeah if two people want to work and they love each other I think you should do it yeah I think you should put in the work it's worth it it's worth it for the kids and it's worth it for you um but um about I I get this funny story about the, the big house I call it the big house like it's such a play on words I was in the big house um for a lot you know so I mean we had everything in that big house. I mean, you have no idea. It was just, it was a dumb waiter, you know, whatever. I I can't even imagine long, a
0: house that big. But this yes. is the ha- biggest house oh, I've lived I, in. And it's like 2000 square feet. Yeah. And so my, um,
1: you know, I had a pool with a real water slide. Like there was a mountain with a, with a slide. Oh my gosh. A pool house, you know, the whole bit. So we, when I moved out of the house in my bathroom, in the big house, I had I designed the interior. So I had a mirror that was wired into the, the, you know, at my bathroom sink yeah. and you know, you pull it out and you can flip it. You can pick your face and do whatever. And, um, when I, when I moved into my, my townhouse, which was 2800 scriffy I had, my mom was living with me at the time. And cause she moved, she lived with me in the big house and then she, I got her in the divorce. And so, um, yeah, <laughs> her and the dog. So, um, I said, Mom, I miss my mirror. You know, my, you know, I go, I got to pick my face. She goes, that whole big house. And you, you miss that mirror. And I went, yeah, I'm going to go buy one. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, you know, I'm just wasn't that material, materialistic, like I'm all about experiences and people and relationships. And sure, I like nice things. Who doesn't love a first class ticket? You know what I mean? I love that myself. Like, you know, especially if you're going across the pond, you can sleep in a bed. But, you know, I I live very humbly. I went from 14,000 square feet. But let me let me preface that. Growing up in Medford, Massachusetts, I slept in the same bed as my sister. Sometimes we had to uh, go to my grandmother's to eat because my father gambled all the money. Oh, man. So, you know, sometimes we were going to the mall and getting like our Sicily and Jordache jeans and sometimes we couldn't eat. Yeah. I lived in a very turbulent home. Although we knew we were loved, it was turbulent. There was lots of, you know, my father was an addict. You know, and so yeah. he he took out his losses on us, and especially my mother. So I came from one step away from the project, right? Now I'm living in this gigantic castle with um. I have a forty hour forty hour a week, you know. Help. Uh, we're traveling. We're going to um, conferences. I'm um. We're schmoozing with the wealthiest Catholics in in Atlanta, going to parties like you wouldn't believe, galas at the St. Regis. And now I have to file for divorce. I had to come to terms with the fact that I wasn't going to be living that life anymore. Mm. I had to release the money and the prestige and the, you know, and getting invited to all of these things and going to black tie events and all of that. I had to release it. And I, I said to myself, you know what? I don't care. I'm a method girl. This is whatever happens happens. Yes. I love to live, live nice. And I'm going to, because I'm going to have some money, but it's not going to be the way I was. I have been living this facade anyway. And I had to give it up. A lot of people wouldn't be able to give it up. They'd stay for the money. And I've had right. people say that to me. Why'd you leave? For the, you know, I would have stayed for the money. For your mental health. Well, you know what? He didn't, he was, he was awful with me with money. All the, the, the wife that he married after me, and then he divorced her because she was, she was worse than him. I think she would have poisoned my kids. And then, <laughs> Oh, Oh oh, and I mean that. And then now the the gold digger he's with now, you know, the thing is, is he's dripping them with like Louis Vuitton bags and diamonds. And he was like, and with me, I'm like, can I just get some curtains for this house? And he was like, he tortured me about money, you know, and, you know, like one time we had this big fight over toilet paper like because I bought Scott tissue at, at. Costco, because I because I had so many kids, I always went to Costco. I I did so right. much going. I had four kids, my mother, the dog, him. You know, there was, you know, it was a it was, and then always everybody's friends. And he yelled at me. He goes, "I thought we talked about this." I go, "I bought Scott tissue. You want me to buy like the cheaper brand, like the Kirkland brand? I have to go cheaper than Scott. Why are we in this stupid house, right?" Let's just sell it and get a smaller house, you know, with, with the less money. I mean, he, he tortured me about money, tortured me. And, uh, and so, because I owed him, I was, I was, um, a, a dependent. Like he would say to me, you're cut off. Cut off from what? I'm like, can you cut off from me? You know, <laughs> can, I cut up, can, can I be cut off from you? You know, he used his his physical, he's a big guy, big guy. He used his physical body to get in my space, like to scare mm. me. And he would trap me. And then he would verbally assault me in front of my kids. In like when we were in the car driving on a highway, I wanted to jump, open the door and jump out. Right. And I never, I never let my crazy out. I never screamed my brains out. I never like, you know, like I, it was like, I should have, but something inside
0: of me kept me calm. No, that's good. It sounds like it would have turned really bad if you hadn't.
1: Well, they use it against you. Right. You know, I would have, you know, they would have, you know, I would have lost my kids. So, you know, luckily he could, he couldn't keep it together enough to, um, you know, his, his behavior with, with the kids through the divorce, I was able to use that against him and get in because he wanted, he wanted custody
0: of my kids. And then like, he probably tried to use his money to do that.
1: Well, like even coming, coming here, I wanted to take my son, my youngest, because I knew I, I wanted him. There's a big space between him and his older brothers. They're all super close and the best. They're the best. They were just here for mother's day, three uh-huh. out of the four. Three out of the four we had a blast like so much fun my kids are a blast um they're cool but they're a blast they're so fun <laughs> um and I love my daughters-in-law oh my gosh I the one that just got married I'm I'm crazy but I mean I just love her I cry when I think about I love them they're awesome. so they're, they're really good 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 boys um but um uh, oh my gosh now I lost my train
0: of thought which um we he, one of them you wanted to take with you. The youngest oh, one yes. you wanted to take with well, you. Well,
1: at the time, to- so now he wouldn't let me, he wouldn't allow me. And because I knew this would be better for him, he'd be around his family. I would be able to, you know, he, I would take him out of that element. He just needed to be, cause he was a little bit isolated because mm-hmm. the, the brothers were gone and out of the house and, you know, you know, they would be. And so, um, he, and I just knew, I went, I could have won. If I went to court, I would have had to get a guardian at litem. Yeah. I would have had, he would, but he has the money to keep me in court. He would have drained everything that I had. And I would have brought my son here and he would have been depressed in a mess. So I said, okay, well, you want to live with your father? Go ahead. And that had to have hurt. Oh, it was terrible. I mean, I didn't want to, I mean, it's terrible. It's terrible when they come here and they leave. I cry my eyes out, you know, yeah. now they're getting older. My son's in college. So it's just a little different. Um, but, you know, I try and do stuff with them, try and, you know, I go there and, and when I go to Atlanta, I could go and do my social. I mean, I was very social in right. Atlanta. I had a radio show there. I, I went out, I was out all the time, you know, boyfriends, the whole bit. Yeah. I mean, I had a lot of fun. It was really <laughs> good. <laughs> Atlanta was very good to me at a time that I needed it. Um, but you know, I, so, but when I go now, I don't do anything, but hang with my kids. That's all I do. That's we do dinners, you know, we either cook in at my son's house or we go out to dinner. Uh, we hang out. Uh, that's all I do is, is, is hang out with my kids when they come here. That's all I do. So they were here for Mother's Day weekend and I cooked, like crazy, but it was fun. But they're fun. Like it's it's yeah. fun to be with. It's not like having little babies where they're crying and you got to feed them. I
0: know I can't you know, it's, very
1: different. it's very different, and I love to cook anyway. It's just kind of um a, a creative for me. It's like mm-hmm. someone who paints. So yeah, you know. So it's it's different now, uh, but the you have to work through your stuff. You you know I've had therapists. I work with healers trauma specialists, uh coaches, business coaches. I I am uh, I will I'll take a class or I'll read something. I've listened to listen to you know stuff on online and not just for myself but because it's the business that I'm in, you know, to serve right. people, to help people sort of fix their lives. I mean, and using my gifts and my experiences, uh there's not much you
0: can tell me where I'm gonna go. Oh, well, thank God for that, because I always tend, uh, tend to shock and awe every new pa- therapist I have. I know you're not a therapist, but every single one, shock and awe. And I'm yes. just like, it's just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you've been through that. You're so strong. And I'm like, oh, my God. OK, cool. Well, we're <laughs>
1: strong because we 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 um we we stuff it where, you know, we get numb or we, you know, that, you know, we put it in that trauma place. I mean, right. yes, we're strong because we didn't fall apart and we keep on, we get out of bed every day, but h- how strong is that if we're not normal, if we're, you know, you know, not living our best life that's full and, uh, yeah. and, no, without fear and anxiety and worry. I mean, that's, I mean, you know, this because this is what yeah. you're studying. I mean, it's just not a full life and, unless you're free and f- there's no love without freedom and freedom is a big theme in my life. Mm. I'm actually, I don't know if you're interested in this, but I'm actually, um, going through the, the annulment process right now. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm Catholic. Yeah. Uh, although I'm very, very, very spiritual and very open. I'm, you know, yeah. I am Catholic and, but I'm doing this not because I want to get married in the Catholic church again. I don't really care. I'm not really worried about it. It's because I, um, I feel like it's an energetic break and it's telling him mm. this was never right. This was never holy because, yeah. um, an annulment with, through the Catholic church doesn't mean that your, your marriage wasn't valid. It's yeah. it's definitely natural and binding, However, it wasn't a a, a a sacrament. What is a sacrament? Gotcha. An efficacious sign of God's love. A building up, efficacious. So you really go back when you do the, and it also doesn't mean your kids are illegitimate. That's, it has nothing to do with it. it right, nothing. it's
0: strictly a spiritual thing.
1: Yes, it's basically saying this wasn't holy and it never was meant to be. So... Um, they really examine what happened prior to the marriage. Like somebody mm. who's a drunk isn't free. Cause you, cause they look at it. Like, did you go into this marriage? Like Jesus went to the cross free, total, faithful, fruitful love. So did you come in freely? So some girl who gets pregnant and her mother says, you have to get married you have to get married. Yeah, That's grounds for annulment. There's no freedom there. You know, free, total. Did you come in, you know, like, um, do you want to have affairs or do you, you are you totally devoted to this marriage? Um, um, faithful, you know, um, well, faithful is um, the affairs, but total is like full, you give your total self and fruitful, like are you open to the children or whatever? So somebody who comes into a marriage uh, that doesn't who says they wanted to have children but really doesn't, that's that's grounds for annulment. So I came in totally broken. Looking Mm. to escape my family, and escape my life, and escape myself, my hands, my my stuff. That right there is not. You're not. You're not. You're not able to be your your true self. And then he came into this marriage a drunk. So when you're under the influence of anything, you're not free. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: And so, to me, this is an energetic spiritual break I also kind of think for me I had to fill everything out and it was very hard for me I had to do this you know and I was getting angry you know it's cathartic and you do have to talk about in the marriage as well but they do look at the main main is what happened before Mm. and then you do talk about it so he has to read it and sign it and I'm just like this is just another fuck you, buddy.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, Steph, we are we are out of time. Um, so I feel like we could talk about this for a long time. You have a wonderful personality. I'm like, this is all. fun, and it's not a fun subject, but it's fun to talk to you. Oh, um thank you. what would you like to leave the inspired women audience with?
1: Always engage in extreme self-care. Take care of yourself. Make a commitment to yourself every single day that you will do what's absolutely best for you deep down in your soul. And you will always, in that, you will always do the right thing for the people around you. Because with, it, with that comes a, a spirit of service as well. Um, but extreme self-care, and that doesn't mean just going to the gym. It means saying yes, yes to those experiences, thoughts, people's feelings, people feeling, uh that serve you and saying no to that, which drains you.
0: Yes. I love that. Boundaries, boundaries. Yeah. Uh, well, Steph, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today.
1: Oh, this was fun. I love, I love being real. <laughs>